Welcome to Price Plow. Mike here. This is a special episode because Ben and I have a lot of fun catching up, and we are kicking off what we're going to call season two of the Price Plow podcast. We're going to do a surge of new podcast episodes and bring on a lot more guests and really double down, triple down on the podcast. But I want to disclaim that I made a pretty glaring factual mistake in our discussion on FDA enforcement, where I said that the FDA didn't seem to be enforcing any of the rules, especially regarding stimulants. I said they didn't really care about DMHA anymore. And literally the day we recorded this, they actually dropped a major warning letter at Condemned Labs. So clearly I was wrong about that. And we'll have all the links in the show notes on blog.pricelaw.com slash podcast. Hope you enjoy a lot more to come. All right. So welcome back to the Price Plot Podcast. Uh, I'm your host. Well, I'm one of the co-hosts, Ben Kane, and we got also CEO and founder of PriceFlow, Mike Roberto, here today. And I think that today is going to be a really fun kickoff. Uh, it's just the PriceFlow podcast starting over again. We've had a, a lot of different issues of this uh, podcast. We've done different versions of it, and we've it's kind of been like ad hoc. But one of my commitments for the remainder of 2021 and hopefully next year is to do this weekly. So I figure, what better way to jump on and do a kickoff with Mike? We could talk a little bit about the year, what's been happening. And take it from there. Yeah, welcome everyone. Today is September 28th of 2021. Um, so yeah, we recently had Doug Miller on. That was episode 50. And for a while, I've been telling Ben, whenever we have a phone call with somebody, I've been telling them that, um, I've been telling Ben, like, we, we got to prioritize the prod- podcast. I love listening to podcasts. And um, there's no reason that we shouldn't do it. We have access to a lot of interesting and intelligent people, and we have our own thoughts as well. So today we can just do a jam session uh, ourselves. So yeah, I, I want to double, triple down on podcasts and not just have, you know, audio feeds just popping up every now and then when, when it's convenient for us or when something happens, like we should make it more regular. And this is that. So thank you, Ben, for helping with the initiative on that. Um, I think the, it's a really good point. Like yeah. you, you kind of brought it up. Like for me, podcasts, so I'm like a big Rogan fan, right? And so Rogan never podcasts on his own. He brings in outside people and that creates the topic. But I think often I forget that you and I have a lot to say that we can talk about. I, probably because I'm always voicing my opinions on Instagram. So it's it's easy for me to forget that we have this whole other channel that we can do this on. So uh, without bringing on, I mean, Doug was great. He did a great op- episode and, and we've got a few lined up for the next two weeks, but we should be doing this on our own as well because we have, you know, how many f- subscribers on YouTube, how many followers on Instagram that do follow just to listen to us. So uh, I think that probably every here and there, I don't know how, how frequently, but we should be doing these podcasts on our own to just air our own thoughts without uh, yeah. other opinions. So, yep. so it's been a fun year. I think the last time we did this, just you and me was when I came out to uh, Austin at your last place and we did it in your right. backyard. The rental. Yeah. And that was end of was 2019. Like 2019, yeah. yeah. I mean, we haven't jammed for a while. And the other, um, the other one was like kind of our award ceremonies that didn't yeah. totally count, you know. So that was like a, a hodgepodge of videos. I, and I, I, when those kind of days happen, I'll put them into like one audio feed. But mm-hmm. yeah, we haven't done a proper podcast, so this could be like kind of a catch up, kind of a. Um, yeah, what's up in 2021, but eventually the idea, and we can get as good as we want, the idea is to get into more recent events, what's been happening, and maybe even like get fancy with OBS, have a screen share where we can like kind of like troll through the news and look at the actual articles we're talking about 
if there's mm -hmm. like a study or something that happens and we want to share that without having to do any post editing. So a lot of stuff you can do with that OBS software. Um, yeah. One of, uh, one of the people that I'm, I'm super, I was super inspired by is uh, Fuad Abiyad, who obviously owner of Hostile Supplements. He does these podcasts uh, very much like we do it, but uses the screen share like super strategically. He's always pulling up uh, posts for people to discuss about on the podcast. And I think that's one thing that we, we talk a lot and we bring on experts that have a lot of this stuff memorized, but having that visual, uh, you know, application is really important. So, um, I, I, I want to be doing these regularly to the point where people can expect them every week coming out. And if we don't have a guest, I think we can always just hop on and talk because there's always something going on. In the last week, I mean, it's funny. Uh, I, sometimes I wish we could share our text messages just to show like <laughs> our commentary on the industry. Obviously, that's not something I'm comfortable doing, but the, the idea of it is funny. No, just like, yeah, in general, I'm like, screen grab this and throw it yeah. out a story because like sometimes we just have, we have crazy thoughts and we of course have opinions and a lot of them don't even have to do with supplements and everything too okay you know we've been covering this for a very long time and there's other things happening in the world and those other things that are happening in the world are affecting our industry so there it does dovetail together and we got into that with doug um so there's there is a ton going on i want to i want to keep up to it i think i'm going to throw you for a loop right here right now and say that i do believe um, I do believe it's time that we bring in someone else to help with some of the extra content and writing mm. and scheduling and things. Now, with all that said, like part of this goes back to what we did with Doug is that we were talking about a lot of supply chain issues and the price increases and everything. And I wanted to put this off and I still may put off getting help until we have a little bit more clarity what's going to happen this winter, because I think... Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I am a very bearish in terms of the whole supply chain fiasco and everything else that's happening with basically this whole monetary reset that's, that's being thrown upon us um, through like whatever, 2030 seems to be the year that everyone talks about. So I am very cautious of bringing someone in just so that everything falls apart. If there's no supply chain, there's no supplements. So there's no supplements, right. price plow is not going to do well. If no one's buying stuff, no one's going to, you know, price law doesn't do well. And then we have to release someone that we just, um, that we would just brought on that would kill yeah. me. And so yeah. I, I want to avoid that at all costs. Uh, at the same time, we're overworked and you're bullish in terms of the supplement industry, which is awesome because, um, and that's something I told you to, to screen grab, like Ben yeah. is super bullish in terms of supplements and the sports nutrition aspect and people still want to train. And, and I have a lot of thoughts on what's going on in the world, obviously, but when I go to the, just the local, why there are the people, the kids that are still getting after it. Like I'm old at this point. I just, I realized like getting back into the gym out there, I'm like, dude, I'm the middle-aged guy now, uh, which is totally fine. I'll wear that hat. The only young pups, I'm going to say the guys in their, late teens, early twenties that are getting after it in the gym are the ones that are already super fit. They yeah. are not going to stop buying supplements. They are not going to stop training. Um, honestly, I, I, I think that a lot of the, uh, the less than fit individuals that say the metabolically unhealthy, dysfunctional ones, they seem to have given up in terms of like, at least going to the local gym yeah. and that breaks my heart. It crushes me. It, it really does. But at the same time, we are here to talk to some people who still want to get after it don't care what else is going on in the world. I'm getting my set in. And that's, um, and so that gives me the bullishness for the supplement industry, which gives me the bullishness that we should be able to bring in someone, a like-minded individual who's got talent. And mm -hmm. so I'm throwing that out there right here, right now. Like start, let's, let's start talking. If you think you are a kick-ass writer, I have, um, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, so like I'm able to handle things on my own, 
when the day goes perfect. You throw one wrench into my schedule and everything falls apart. Yeah. Uh, for instance, I just finished, uh, for instance, phone calls, you, you know, they, they happen Wednesdays. We have phone calls and stuff. And those days of my writing is not going to be as proliferative, a proliferative productive. And, um, recently we built a playset for our daughter and this is not, it's not the biggest thing in the world, but it ain't no small playset either. And so I just basically finished the concrete footers yesterday. Um, very excited. I've been doing all this stuff, but like, man, that's crushed my schedule and like throwing that little wrench into that, into that schedule. And I'm struggling now and like keeping up stuff. And so, yeah, we can, we can persist for a few months doing what we're doing, but um, assuming we can keep this economy hobbling along price increases will probably continue to happen. As we said with Doug, I, I, I need help. Otherwise like things will get missed if, uh, the next place that happens or whatever happens, you know? Yeah. So, so that's, that's where I'm at throwing it out there right now. Clip it. We're going to be getting someone new. I was hoping for early 2022. I'm not against doing it early 2021. I think at this point, if you've listened to us long enough, you kind of know what we're dealing with here. I um, am a very freedom minded individual. And that's all I'm going to say about that for the time being. One of our goals with this podcast is probably to not get kicked off YouTube. And that's kind of why I went quiet in a lot of things. Like you look at my personal Twitter. I, it, there, it came to the point where the time for words kind of ended to me. And it's like, all right, this cancel culture nonsense sucks. But we have um, we have a channel that we can't have get canceled. Like we have mm -hmm. a business here. We have mouths to feed and there's more mouths than people realize that price file helps feed. And that's a, that's a, and I, so I wear that heavily. And so during a lot of the nonsense that went down and starting to understand what's really happening, it's like, okay, time to, it, it, time to separate price file from some of that. And let's just get, let's just chase what we call the remnant, chase the people out there who, um, who can see through that and just want to stay metabolically healthy. Like, cause that's what it's about. And who want to metabolically healthy or just get fit and everything. And if it takes this pre-workout supplement, which I devastate premium here, if it takes this pre-workout supplement to get you those extra few reps, then I want to be there to push that message to that person who still is getting after it in the gym, even though um, there's more scaremongering than ever. And it's going to get worse. That guy who's going to keep showing up. That's who we want to talk to. That's who I want to talk to. Anyway, as you can see, I've had a lot of things to unload. And I don't know if you meant, meant all for all, if you wanted to do that. But that's why we need to have these talks once in a while. Long story short, we need another person eventually on this team. It doesn't need to be urgent. But let's let's start talking to people. And, and technical writing content is the most important thing. But it's got to be someone who is of like mind, who just like kind of resonated with what I just, what I just mentioned. I'm still open to having people move to Texas, even though um, we don't have an office or anything. I think being in a freedom-minded state is a good idea, Ben. And um, in Texas might not be that. State. <laughs> I don't think Texas I, is that anymore. I'm really honest with you. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we're happy in Texas for now. I am not, I would not be surprised if something goes down in 2022 that causes us to leave. I really do not want to leave where we're at right now. We got our daughter into the best school and my screen just went blank. Are you still seeing me and everything? Yep. Yeah. So, so it might not be Texas there. for the time being. It is Texas for us. I am not glued to this state, but um, I'm happy for the time being. 
lot to so there's my there. rant dude that was like about a year and a half of me unloading a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah i feel it i think so on the on the first top uh, the two topics i want to hit on that from my side are uh the cancel culture impact on price plow because i because i i think that um see so you you're on twitter personally you don't do a lot of price on twitter but you're personally on twitter and you also do uh, a decent amount of youtube for us uh, so myself being someone who like literally almost every hour of the day i'm on our instagram like we you know our, our dms are constantly moving our stories are constantly moving i'm aware of the cancel culture uh but i never found that in those networks it was all that i never found that the stigma or the the hard things to talk about the important things to talk about are, were within our scope you know like every here and there we would get a question about the big c word last year and how we can supplement and i just wouldn't touch it i, I didn't feel that i feel that we, uh, yes we, we talk about metabolic syndrome we talk about a lot of stuff but the the majority of our content is around sports supplements and the majority right. of our viewers are sports supplement enthusiasts um and that kind of brings me to the second topic, which is whether I'm bullish or bearish in the supplement market. And in terms of sports supplements, uh, I'm going to make a really controversial statement here. But you know, uh, uh, we talk a lot about the rich getting richer and the poor and the middle class getting poorer. Right. I find the same thing in supplements, right? The brands who are set up for success, the brands who are tied into their supply chain, the brands who are established, the brands that know what they're doing, the brands that treat themselves as businesses and not just scientists that happen to sell products. Um, I think they're going to be successful in the, in the next five years. Uh, you know, we're talking about the ghosts, the cage, the Nutribios, the Glaxons, the people who uh, manage their supply chain, who treat, they actually have a PL sheet for their company and they don't just order stuff from a contract manufacturer and sell it as fast as possible. The people who manage themselves like businessmen and actually carry themselves well, I'm not worried about them. And I realized that we're in a very... Um, advantageous spot. I, we, we're lucky with the, the way that we've set up our business. And I think that one thing that you and I are very transparent about is that we are a business. We're not just a review channel. Like we, we're transparent about that. And we work with brands that are going to be around long-term. I don't feel that we're uh, partnered up with brands that are small time that don't know what they're doing. I feel that the majority of our partners are, they, they know what they're doing. You know, we talk, we talk with people with the Doug Millers, with the D Dan Lorenko's, with the Mark Lasers that are established. And I'm not really worried for them. Um, I am worried for small businesses. I am, I'm definitely worried for them. And that's why you might see me on our Instagram story, trying to help out smaller brands, not doing sponsored content, but if someone wants to send me a box, I will give them a shout out and talk about their formulas because we care a lot about the underdogs here. And, you know, maybe we don't spend five hours producing premium content for them, but I do try to help them out where possible. And so I'm not necessarily worried about our part of the industry. Maybe I am worried about some smaller brick and mortars, some smaller wholesale companies that aren't, they don't have their shit together, quite frankly. Um, but in terms of bringing on a third, uh, well, outside of the other mouths that we feed, uh, in terms of bringing on someone else who's a little bit more consumer facing or might be a writer or something along those lines, I'm not too concerned because I think that our, our sect of the industry, the brands that are really put together and that are doing the right thing that we would be working with anyway, I think that we're going to be okay. Uh, as similar to what you were mentioning, the lifters in the gym that are already established, they're going to keep training. They're going to keep purchasing. I think those are the guys that are going to reformat their budget to make sure that they're still training. They're still buying their supplements. Maybe they're not buying as many frivolous 
secondary supplements. You know, they're not buying their euphorias from Blackstone or anything like that, but they're still taking their proteins. They're still taking their intra workouts that they might be rethinking something, maybe adding in a velocity so they can use less protein, but they're going to still be committed to their fitness. Um, and I think that, I think that our industry is, is rather safe in that form. And when it really comes down to nitty gritty talking about supply chain, I do think that we're going to stabilize relatively sooner than probably you think. Um, I have a little bit more of a diverse group of people that I've asked for opinions on that, though. I have read Mark Lazier's posts. Um, I have read Bruce Neller's posts. I know that those are on one end of the spectrum, but I also have a, a, a crowd of other contract manufacturers that I talk with that you know are on the other end of the spectrum. I don't think this is going to be easy for everyone, but I do think it's going to stabilize probably by mid-2022. Personally, that's just my thought process. Right. And that, well, that's a long time, especially for mm -hmm. a crew like us, but yeah, it seems like if we get there, we're going to be hobbling through 2022. It's just crazy. Like, I, and I haven't followed this one specifically. So, and I know there's a ton of conspiracy theories around it, but just like a ton of these ships just waiting outside of the docks and everything. Like how many, yeah. how many of our supplement ingredients are on those ships and can we get them? Can we get yeah. that creatine back in? Like, uh, so I think here's what, what irks me in this country um, all the brilliant minds in this country, obviously a very American centric company brand sure. channel here and everything, but we're not, you know, we talk to everyone. Um, what irks me is how out of our control uh, our destiny is at this yeah. point. Like there are so many factors where we can just get smashed. And yeah. that is completely to me, completely, absolutely unnecessary. Uh, yeah. Unnecessary. And we, we need to bring back a lot of the manufacturing back to America. And I'm not just talking about supplements. I'm talking about like, um, man, there's just like so much nonsense going on with uh, generic drugs. You're like your ibuprofen and stuff like that. Yeah. There's no reason that stuff should be made in India. And I'm cool with the Indians and everything. But at the same time, if I could have a Mark Glazer or Nutribio with third-party lab tests, not Nutribio itself, but like a Mark Glazer type individual in America putting together the, the Kirkland Signature ibuprofen or something, I'd be a lot more comfortable with things. Like we are so reliant on these supply chains and it's completely unnecessary. Um, and also when you mentioned like, yeah, we, we are a business and we work with a lot of brands, we work with a lot of ingredient suppliers too. So we mm -hmm. kind of have that level of information as well. I love working with the ingredient suppliers. I've written yes. about 3 million pre-workouts in my day, but getting word about new ingredients that are coming in or new studies coming in, especially when you deal with a, like a, a new live science or NMB nutrition, who's uh, really pushing some, some boundaries here on some of their extracts and everything. It's incredibly uh, satisfying to, to learn about because a lot of the things that they push are also into the things that I personally believe in, in terms of, of the metabolic health. And that was uh, from our, our last podcast we did. We announced that we were going to be doing a lot more work with ingredient companies. If I remember correctly, that was the, one of the last things we said. So it's kind of cool that we really lived up to that. Yeah, well, and the, uh, that's true. And the fact is, though, you doing a video on the astragalocytes and ginsenocytes in estrogen, what we should just bring these guys on the podcast. Like, and I know a lot of these researchers are like, Oh, well, I'm not well-spoken. Like, dude, if you can't talk about your own scientific study, like maybe it shouldn't have been published then. Yeah. I know you're not going to be the most affable person and we're probably not going to uh, be smacking each other on the back or something like that, but bring the science on, bring the scientist yeah. guy on and we'll ask as many questions. We'll do our best to glue it back down to, um, to our, our listener who is more on the like 
early adopter side of things and who wants to hear a little bit of that science. And if you have to pause the video 10 times to look some term up or whatever, then that's okay. I, I, I want to bring on some of the scientists for at least some of my personal interviews. And it seems like they're always afraid to do that. I'm like, dude, just come on and explain what you're doing. Like, <laughs> if we don't get it, we don't get it. It's still like good content to me. And then eventually we um, make the show notes where we can maybe break it down a little bit better, you know, after the fact. So I want to do that. I believe what it comes down to, though, is, uh, you know, God forbid one of these guys comes on and they just because they're the researcher doesn't mean that they're in line with the um, regulatory team. Right. And right. they may say, OK, um, uh, extract X. I don't want to put anyone under the bus and say anything specifically, but like extract X does Y and Z. But legally, they don't have the, you know, the studies or the data to make those claims. Um, and so a lot of these guys are, are a little bit more nervous a really good friend of mine that used to be a uh, big at bodybuilding.com uh, now works at a, a really great milk protein company. And I was trying to invite him on to talk about milk protein isolates because with whey protein isolate going up in cost so much, Hey, maybe here's a new, uh, interesting concept that we could talk about a little bit more, uh, using instead of whey protein isolate, make it a little bit more friendly to the consumer. Cause a lot of consumers and formulators and brands follow price plot. Maybe we can make a trend, make a shift in the industry. And, uh, you know, he's, he's a, a sales person. And he was worried, obviously, because they have people who carry that kind of stuff with regulatory. They have people who are a little bit more in line with that, but sometimes the best spoken people aren't the researchers or whatever. So mm -hmm. I, I think that in the next year, this, I think we'll be able to bring a lot of interesting guests onto the podcast, but unfortunately, a lot of it is like we can be so lax and chill with That's our, true. you That's know, true. and stuff just comes out because we're having a good time. We're joking. It comes out and all of a sudden, you know, we've, we've had this, you know, we've had companies call us later on like, Hey, in this video, you said this, 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 you can't really say that. And we're in a bit of a gray area because we're not the brand, but we're also sometimes sponsored by the brand. So sometimes the claims that we're making their regulatory department is a little bit worried about so yeah right it gets to be a Agreed. little bit difficult okay you're bringing me back to earth i i agree but that's you know the i think the best combination then is to bring the researcher on with the marketing guy and schedule it up and yeah no, that's, that's what we should try to do like the beginning of the build, the video just starts with a disclaimer like hey you know these these, these et cetera like you know legalese of basically releasing the liability of the things that we're saying yeah uh, i don't know if that stands but also we're I, i'm not against post editing like yeah. i know a lot of people want to see a live rip and rah 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 you know but we got to be at least somewhat professional if mm -hmm. the researcher and sometimes researcher just says a, a wrong fact like it, it happens he's not going to be the the most all-knowing person about every single thing in the world and if they don't want to sound bad it's like okay we could we could edit that at the five minute mark just a quick cut I, I i'm not against that so that's cool you mentioned milk protein isolate i just actually mentioned i recorded the pe science pumpkin pie video yesterday mm -hmm. oh my god dude this flavor it'll be sold out by the time we get this video up but um i mentioned in that video every pe science video i do i'm like why don't we see more milk protein isolate i i yeah. love this stuff so yeah there's definitely workarounds but at the same time like if you have um core iso you're not going to just switch from whey isolate to, to milk protein sure. isolate that'll throw everyone off so yeah we're probably going to see different products being made and i think doug kind of touched upon that if he were to make um, his, his pre-workout, if you were going to make boom again, it might not have five grams of creatine monohydrate in it, but it is what it is at this point. And I love that stuff. So I'm happy it does, but, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be seeing a shift as we work around this, but that's, what's cool about, about the, the having these small businesses and the free market and, um, 
and the ability to adapt. And like the, we have a lot of nimble companies in this industry mm-hmm. who, uh, who can turn not on a dime, but not necessarily like a semi truck either. So yeah. you have a little bit of that. Whereas, you know, with an Iovate, it might be a little bit harder for them to yes. be able to, to do that, those kinds of things. Um, the, the brands that we work with, I think are the, in the perfect zone where like they can, yeah. but they're big enough to like really get their message out there. So. Yeah, absolutely. So with all that being said, uh, in the last year, a little bit like more positive things, like what are some of your favorite things that we've seen in the last year? Oh, good question. Well, <laughs> honestly, um, some of the pre-workouts have really spoken to me well. Now here's my deal. Like I, I go back and forth on pre-workouts right now. A lot of times I'm anti-beta alanine, get tired of it right now. I'm pro-beta alanine. And, um, but I like to have, I, 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 I'm not doing well with alpha yohimbine again. So the <laughs> Doug Miller pre-workouts are doing really well for me, especially boom. I'm loving the um, RTDs and energy drinks that are coming out. Ghost energy is good and everything, but um, primeval labs is yes. Uh, they're ape shit RTD. That's going to get us in trouble on YouTube. Isn't it? They do not like the ape shit. I'll see if I can remember to bleep you out. <laughs> I don't know. It's hilarious. I, of all the videos YouTube com- uh, complains about, Primeval Labs, they uh, they get it. Anyway, I, lo- yeah, I like the RTDs. I'm huge on, um, I'm very, very excited that NMB Nutrition's Mito Prime is finally out and it's not in- 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 insanely expensive. Yeah. Um, the more I get into like researching a lot of this stuff, the more I realize that organ meats and mushrooms has so much in them. And my and this ergothionine amino acid, it's, it's like this super duper antioxidant candidate vitamin um, that our body has transporters for us is fascinating, fascinating ingredient is found in both. And we don't, we don't get enough of it. And it's got like so many just crazy benefits. Um, and so I'm excited about that. I am a huge fan of Synactive, like getting those 200 milligram bottles that they sent that stuff. And like, that's why I, I get why Dan's got it and like everything in his stack. Like yeah. there's something about swimming with Synactive where um I'm not going to compare it to stimulants of old, but there's that, oh my, I, I don't have to breathe as much. Like there's something to it. So excited about lowered RPE the, in the most recent study was a significant thing. I've brought this yeah. up a couple of times, just the, even the 50 milligrams in, um, in, in legend pre-workout. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, I'm used to taking a post-workout the 50 milligrams of it in legend. It seems to just lower the amount of effort required to move certain yeah. weights. It's yeah, it's hilarious. It, it really is. Like I'm not, I'm literally not breathing as much. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Unbound was obviously a super fun launch. I, I'm sorry. I can't handle unload. It's too, it is off the wall. super awesome free. It's just got a little too much for me. So that's what it was so, supposed yeah. to be though. Right. What's that? That's what it was supposed yeah, I know, to be. Yeah. I, know, I guess I'm, 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 see, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of the demographic. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm aging out, which is, it is sad, but it's true and everything. Um, I'm heavily curious to know that this is so, so, so for everyone to know it's September 28th and I'm currently on a caffeine detox and I'm going nuts by myself in this condo. Uh, but I was wondering the other day how unload would feel without caffeine because the rest of those quote unquote stimulants in there, I don't, I'm not aware of any of them increasing heart rate or blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if you'd be able to get a similar stimulant effect without the actual caffeine problems. Uh, and that's a high caffeine product. I think it was a yield of around four to four fifty, yeah. um, somewhere around there. But that was supposed to be an insane pre-workout. You know, when we had that, um, 
when, when Mark brought the idea to us, it was wish list pre-workout, you know, all mood and focus crazy. Um, but without the, you know, the DMAA of old, obviously. Right. And so, uh, yeah, real fun launch. I was going to mention, um, I might have to throw it back to you. What, so I'm kind of going through our YouTube right now. Just kind of because my memory span is like three months when it comes to this stuff. Because we're, we're like we're, we're producing how many pieces of content a week? Like five pieces, right? Yeah. And it's like no matter what I say right now, someone's gonna comment and be like, "Why didn't you say my brand?" You know. Yeah. Uh, but there's been so much this year. Uh, looking at our YouTube, uh, how many collabs did Ghost come out with this year? You got the CG, the Ali Bessie, um, you got uh, the Oreo, obviously. You got the new Sour Patch Kids. That was a huge thing this year. They relaunched their legend, all the sports actually. Um, AP Sports Regiment has been uh, really growing. Uh, not a lot of new SKUs yet, but they have some stuff coming from there. Um, Primeval has been making a comeback this year, uh, which has been kind of cr crazy. I think the last quarter of this year is going to be really, really big for them. But even up to now, that ape shit RTD, I'll say it again. Dude. I'll go bleep that out. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know if you need to worry about it. <laughs> How much are we going to worry? Who cares? If, if, if YouTube, I just don't want to get kicked off YouTube. Yeah. If YouTube demonetizes us, I can. Oh, yeah. So then that's it. I just say, yeah, they're like, they're like, be careful. The last few times your video, you said it was safe and yeah. it wasn't. And so I'm like, sorry like <laughs> so axe and sludge had their two collabs this year too right i see yeah. uh and um dipping dots uh mm -hmm. dipping dot that dipping dot video i did is one of our viral videos of the year for sure um cage did their omega-3 which is one of the most uh wildly successful like commodity product launches i've ever seen yeah i was gonna mention i was looking up on my shelf there caged is one that's quietly ripping things up right now like right. okay the probiotic I, after writing that article I was like dude i need a bottle of this like it was yeah. fascinating stuff and then that omega-3 you know i so my biggest rant in the world is that i hate omega-6 fatty acids and if you start looking at um a lot of the fish oils out there <laughs> like dude they're, you're not going to improve your omega-3 to omega-6 ratio that much because there's too mm -hmm. much omega-6 in them brian randed cage knows this put out this this omega-3 and these, these capsules are huge. It's like one gram of oh, omega-3 yeah. and it's not yellow. It's like clear almost. And so huge on that. Um, Hydrocharged amp. I don't think we've given a ton of uh, credit to, but when I was working out in the yard and dude, we had a, we had a pretty hot month here in Texas. It's been hotter, but we had a hot month. Um, I need a little bit of energy, need to stay hydrated, hydrocharged amp. It was there. And I, I kept going through those little baggies and I don't have many like single serving little, uh, stick packs mm -hmm. so that was the one i traveled with too when we went to houston and again it was hot so um cage muscle keep an eye on cage muscle is, is what i'm gonna say um it's the, yeah they're quietly doing all these things and i keep quietly using a lot of their stuff so been excited about them we haven't mentioned klaxon yet and yeah um, i just saw that so i'm scrolling through i, I think Wonder college, yeah, I was, yeah. I was, yeah i've never been a huge collagen user because i eat a lot of meat off the bone but lately i haven't been having as much meat off the bone so i was I'm very excited about Wonder Collagen. Cinnamon roll tasted really good, but mm -hmm. it's like one of those ingredients where like, okay, we got this collagen. We got to do everything we can to make that ingredient as good as possible. And so like adding all these extra amplifiers, inclu including a new ingredient that has some pretty unique research in it. And inside of that ingredient are some constituents that I was very excited to see um, mm -hmm. that kind of have to do with my immunity stack, which I am willing to share about immunity, by the way, because uh, this winter, I think everyone needs to, to, 
be safe if you know it's never too late to get metabolically healthy but still there are still tons of things you can do um you know what's funny thing while we're on the topic of glaxon some of our best videos of glaxon right now are for products that have not released yet but there is so much (laughs) hype around them like my the the goon video i did uh like four things you need to know about goon that's coming like people everyone is constantly asking me about goon and i'm sitting over here drinking an unlabeled tub of it because i literally called michael like i need more of this how much caffeine is 75 milligrams uh, okay but, but uh, it's got you're out of you're, you're out of c-tox i am not i might be next for, for the c-tox but but again like like going back to the the collagen thing he, uh joey does this like feedback loop idea with everything which with it's in their tranquility it's in their goon it's in their mm-hmm. collagen uh, like all these products where he he blocks certain things to get rid of stuff that or blocks stuff that that is active in getting rid of the constituent as well as creating a better environment for it to live and be bioavailable obviously i'm speaking very broadly here but he always finds these ways to make say caffeine in this case or uh, gaba in the tranquility or collagen more powerful when it's in your body um which i think is, yeah. is it's cool and you were mentioning uh, yeah if i could have like unload but take out the caffeine um one one ingredient that i'm excited about in there is obviously the rhodiola rhodio prime like mm-hmm. when i used to do caffeine detoxes which was pre-child i would <laughs> rhodiola was the ingredient that i would go with so a rhodio prime 6x style silicide um based rhodiola extract would be my go-to i don't know what they have in that detox but that's that's one thing that i would definitely do but ben ben sent me a message everyone yesterday and <laughs> he's like dude I need caffeine. What do, what do I, what do I do? I was like, I don't ask Glaxon. They did this to you. They're, they're making you detox. So it you sounds the worst like, part you, of you this do seem like you're doing pretty good today. I wouldn't have noticed. I, well, so, all right. So we'll be really transparent how this works. Actually, I have them right here. So they come with a red pill and a blue pill. And yes, they'll be, <laughs> they'll be leading into that marketing of what you're all thinking That's right now. All blue pills. Yeah. <laughs> so you start with six red pills and then you do five red pills and one blue pill. And then uh, four red pills and th- two blue pills or whatever it is. And it, it slowly uh, slides across until you're taking all blue pills. They're basically the same pill, but one has caffeine and the other one doesn't. So you're slowly weaning mm-hmm. yourself off of it. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I was at the three and three mark, which is the halfway mark. And it was terrible. Yesterday was the worst day for sure. Today's not bad. But one thing I've noticed is I've been sleeping considerably better each day because I'm yes. not taking caffeine late in the day. Mm-hmm. Um so that that's been pretty cool, and and so yeah, I was the worst part of this whole thing is they sent me this box, and I'm expecting goon and uh, this other ingredient that I can't talk about yet. But these two products that I'm really excited about that are both stimulants, and what shows up with the box, a stimulant detox, and they're like, you got to do this first. So it's like I'm sitting here looking at all these beautiful stimulants while I'm like withdrawing on my couch, pretty much. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing pretty well right now. That's good. Yeah, yeah, you seem like it. Um... Performax Labs rebrand, very exciting stuff. The um, Hypermax formula looks, it looks ass kicking, dude. So it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. Aaron was like, you might want to take one scoop for this first time. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. two scoops. <laughs> like halfway through, I'm texting Aaron, like, this is not okay. Like, dude, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man. That, it, I, see, a product like that to me, though, I don't think Alpha Yohimbine is completely necessary at that dose but man it's it's what sells it's what the kids love and everything even ghosts bump their their number up and everything so aging out of the demographic could be my thing but at the same time it's it's extreme the word extreme is on it on the tub so 
See, sometimes I feel like I'm like the uncool kid, you know, like the cool, like the kid that's like asking the teacher if we have homework tonight, you know, because I'm the one, I, I, I think we are the one content provider and I'm even a little bit more crazy on this than you are. That's like your ingredients aren't compliant. Like, I, like I, I'm big on compliance, you know? And so when Primeval or when I perform accent this over and it's a compliant label, I was like, I'm going to go full two scoops. And I, even I'm seeing my age in this one, I'm 29. And I was like, and I'm not 21 anymore you know uh, but speaking of compliance and stuff this year 2021 the fda slapped first form with a warning letter mm-hmm. like how wild of a realization was that they're not going after the people stacking ariadrensis with juglins and hordenine and n-methyltyramine they're going after a brand that they did have hordenine in their pre-workout and their fat burner but they also just had um I think it was cardiovascular claims on their Omega, like not a crazy thing, obviously an illegal thing, but they're showing that people are not too big to fail. No, but yeah, first form is obviously a bigger fish, but at the same time, like there's, there's no transparency in how it's working. It's just like anything else in the government. It's a mess and it's not working for the people in my opinion, but you know, a, a lot of small brands will fly under the radar and you might get whacked and there might be a big whacking at some point. Um, there's, there's a lot of gambling that goes on in it. I don't want to partake in any of that kind of gambling, but it's, it, it, it's, I don't even, I, I don't even have words to say what I want, what I have to say. It's just like, it's a mess. If you, if you play around, you might, you might get screwed, but there are plenty of small brands that are flying under the radar. Um, at the same time, a lot of the ingredients, they, they, have, they haven't, they don't seem to be that busy. Like, I think a lot of their stuff is staying away from uh, claims regarding the virus hysteria, which I think is, is probably a good thing yes. in terms of um, various things. And then CBD is probably eating up a lot of that team's, uh, a lot, you know, all the, the cannabinoids and everything have taken up a lot of that team's bandwidth. I don't think their current battle right now is worrying about someone that has um, a flower extract label as a stimulant in their in the pre-workout that's being sold to 2000 people. Like, right. and I'm not, and whatever that number is, you know, it's not, it's, this isn't, that's not priority number one right now. And so mm-hmm. I think that's going to give some people, Hey, the, you know, a little bit of the balls that to, to fly under the radar. If you do that, good luck, probably not going to want to cover you too heavily on the channel, but at the same time, um, don't be surprised you get whacked. So yeah. I'm personally, I'm not covering anyone that's breaking the law, especially like, uh, as things as egregious as saying that your DMA, uh, DMHA is a jugglers or something like that. You know, like, like <laughs> I, I just personally, like it's, I think it's a, it's a losing move. And like, you kind of you said, maybe you you're selling think they're squeezing black walnuts real hard. I don't, the, the juggling's I squeezing don't think the, uh, so. And I, two, five out of there. <laughs> I don't, I don't think they're, I don't think they're even going as far as to test the fucking formula personally. I think if you want, you want to, uh, make me believe that you're using this crazy extract system but you're not even testing the purity of your products you know like i i know where these things are being made you know and um i don't know to me i'm personally not touching it and i think you made a really good point like a lot of these brands think they're untouchable but the truth is you're like a one one hundredth of the size of the first form and fda is going to go after the the biggest fish they're going to try to shoot a warning shot by you know slapping uh andy frisella with a, a big lawsuit or whatever with a warning letter and hoping that that tells the little guys like hey you should probably chill out you know not legal advice but yeah yeah i <laughs> uh, agree i don't I do, do the right thing like i i think brands like okay glaxon you not everyone can form can formulate 
like Laxon. But sure. brands like Ghost have shown that there is a way of marketing that you don't need to do absurd, ridiculous stuff. Like if you and your gym bros want to have a crazy pre-workout, you can make that yourself. But like, if you want to make this into a real working functional business, it comes down to like, just, you know, being the, the marketing, being authentic and whatever mm-hmm. that is, find your remnant, find your people. And Ben's people are definitely different than Mike's people for sure. But you, you find your people and sell to them something that will improve what they want. You don't need to put in 900 milligrams of caffeine or whatever juglins fake nonsense, synthetic nonsense you need to do. But if you like juglins, um, I, I, I tend to crash a little too hard on the two amino five uh, stimulant. But if you do like that stuff, I'm not against you having like a little bit of a, a small, you know, couple capsules for you and your buddies. I don't think that's a business model. Like wh- why are we wasting our time? Well, I mean, I, I could not agree more. Hey, remember our first podcast? I don't know if it was your fo- first podcast, but at the Arnold, like, f- like five years ago, it was you, me, CJ, and yeah, Dan yeah. Margolis. Dan, Dan and CJ were, yeah, so yeah. that was fun. They remember they were fighting about beta alanine crazy. for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I said on that video, and that was before, I think that was before they slapped the big DMAA ban. But yeah. I said my opinion back then, this was, I had strong opinions back then even, was that DMAA is not a dietary supplement. And it's totally okay if you want to go get capsules of it. I'm totally fine with that. I'm fine with you want to go get uh, some super drawl to grow a little bit. You go get some PEDs or whatever. Like, I don't really care, but don't market it as a dietary ingredient. That, that's my thing, right? Like if you want to go to a research uh, chemicals company and order some DMHA, some DMAA, and it's actually pure DMAA, it's not some lie about geranium or whatever, I totally think that's fine. Go get that. But when brands start to market DMHA, uh, especially when it goes into these small brick and mortar stores and there are like 16-year-olds buying it, I have a big mm-hmm. problem with that. I think yeah, that, yeah. And, and I believe in Darwinism and all this stuff. I think that people who don't think for themselves are probably going to hurt themselves and ho- I hope they learn from it. But I don't think that we should be putting kids in a position to take stuff that could be part, uh, potentially harmful to their health. Yeah, I do agree. Um, do you see any any other regulatory issues arising in the in the coming times like one concern i don't know if i brought it up with doug or whatever but like one concern with protein prices increasing is that spiking might come back and maybe like spiking 2.0 some sort of new version of that so we have to be on top of that um yeah do you have like any other concerns but overall i'm not really worried about stimulants i do um i think we've been through that and over that now i do still believe that dmaa is slash was a constituent in certain geraniums, but not to the degree they're going to be able to extract it out. Um, I, I don't know. Iovate has this one crazy patent somewhere up in Canada, but the, not to the, I don't think to a degree that you'd probably be able to extract it out. That did turn out to be a business play for a lot of people. Um, but long run, it's, it's gone that the, the appeals courts have, you know, they made their statement. I, I, I stuck with that. And that was, mm-hmm. I said that that's what I said I was going to do. That's what I did, you know? So no more of that. Now, do I have a little bit in this house? Of course I do, but that's my personal, uh, you know, like yeah. old, old stash from yeah, a absolutely. long time ago and everything. And I honestly don't dip into it that often. I kind of forget about it and everything. So we've kind of moved on. Um, and so, you know, there's certain combinations of ingredients that kind of give you that good feeling. But I, I, actually, right now on um, Corazon, they have Bacopa in here, and Bacopa is oh, one yeah. of the ingredients that gives me a little bit of that euphoric I feel good uh, edge. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't really see any big uh, regulatory things coming up right now. I heard something interesting about nutrition fact panels versus supplement fact panels with protein. Um, that was changed in 2021, which I wasn't aware of. I actually made a mental note to call Glazier about that, and I haven't. Uh, okay. But I don't consider that to be a big deal. Uh, and, and I think to your point about whether or not stimulants are a big deal, I don't think they're a big deal. Uh, I, I personally get involved in the conversation quite often because people are tagging me and stuff and asking me about it. So then I have to voice my opinion. But I think that uh, when you look at who's doing well right now, you look at the trajectory of different, like who people are talking about, who is the buzz, who's the talk of the town, who's doing well. There's no brands using this stuff that we like see in uh, respectable amounts. Like they're finding their way into brick and mortar stores, but they're not a GNC. They're not, a, they're not killing it on Amazon. They're not, they're no sizable companies that are breaking the law in this way. And I think that, like you said, um, Ghost has kind of showed us that it's possible to make a brand that is highly profitable, highly interesting to young people, uh, and also effective while using compliant formulas while having uh, little to no claims. Uh, and the claims that they do have are all legal and backed. Um, and when we're on the topic, Dan often says this 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 notion of like whether or not people deserve to have a brand, and he always um, kind of cites other countries where it's hard there's a harder barrier of, uh, of entry to get in like canada is really difficult to get in for a lot of stuff getting npn signed for different ingredients and stuff it's a lot more difficult than america where you can get a 28 bottle run to sell at your gym to to a couple friends and while i don't always agree with him on that when it comes to some of this stuff where you have people making claims on bottles that they don't even know are illegal or putting in ingredients that um are just not legal and they don't know it or they know it and they're doing it anyway. There are so many different circumstances with new brands breaking the law or just doing irresponsible or uh, unethical things that every here and there, I tend to agree with him that I don't think everyone should be able to own a supplement company because uh, another analogy that I've gotten from Glacier is we're not selling paint for your bathroom. This is going in your body. You know, it's chemically changing the way that your body works. And I think that there's a certain amount of responsibility to that. But in terms of uh, regulatory affairs, I think that the whole stimulant topic is way smaller than um, I make it out to be personally. I think it's just a personal vendetta it's of mine. Just- yeah, it's also just the things we've covered. Listen, folks, you're never going to ever, 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 ever hear me ask for government regulation of anything. Yeah. Like they, I, I, if you hadn't figured it out over the, your course, your lifetime, these last couple of years have com, com, should have completely proven that they are incapable of doing anything right. And I mean anything, literally anything. So, no, you're not going to hear me asking for it. But at the same time, we are a channel where we do live in this world. And while this world has still... Um, not falling apart (laughs) to a completely to a complete degree yeah we're gonna we're gonna comment on this stuff and like we do want um everyone playing by similar rules in terms of um in terms of you know the good guys doing the right thing then i think you know everyone should try to live up to that and if not then we need to at least voice like okay here's where there's a difference and so yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at but yeah you're not going to ask me ever to want canada's anything for, yeah except for maybe like some of the we'll take a few of the nicer people who uh well, their transparency are, are laws fight, they have laws on transparency which i'm a fan cool. of yeah i, I, I like do that. like that though okay um what i well and so but what i don't 
I don't know. I, I'm very <laughs> yeah. neutral on a lot of these things. I'm very right. chaotic neutral on a lot of this, but they have some things that make sense in a world where the government actually can make sense, right? Like where, right, right. where like they have um, general upper limits on ingredients. And if you want to go above that upper limit, you have to be able to, pro, um, uh, you have to be able to open an NPN with them and prove that there is safety data for this new dosage, which we have grass here, which is a, a similar kind of mm -hmm. idea. It doesn't, prevent you from selling a product, but it is a higher level of safety for consumers. Um, I think it's worth the conversation. And if viewers right now or listeners are curious to learn a little bit more about what we're talking about in a depth that you and I are not going to get into, the Pricewell Authority report that we did a couple months ago, um, Joey Savage, Tim Gritzman, and Kenton Engel went ridiculously in-depth on how DeShea works and how the ODSP enforces that. Um, at levels that I didn't even really know. So mm -hmm. if, you, if you want to learn a little bit more about what we're talking about, there's a really big deep dive on our channel there. And I believe that's on our audio feed as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, one ingredient I think everyone should keep an eye on and have plenty of in the house personally is NAC. I, yeah. um, you want to talk right, about let, the regulatory just, parts on that? What's that? You want to talk about the regulatory to, uh, parts on NAC well, in the and, last year? So I, I don't even know if... Man, all the, you know, by the definition of dietary supplement, yeah, it's going to be, it may be a challenge. I, I there, there comes to a point where the, an ingredient is so beneficial and so healthy. I think you should have some in your house, regardless of what Amazon or the FDA may or may not say or do, because it's part of my, like, it's part of my immunity stack. So sure. I, I can tear through that stack because I'd like to do that. Um, but I, I, I would, I, I would not be surprised if you see NAC get smashed and crazy things happen. Um, this is just coming from me as a, from the bearer standpoint. Um, and if it did, I know that I at least have a bunch in the house. <laughs> so, so I know, but I would, I would tell everyone else, like get some of this stuff just in case. I definitely think everyone should keep it on hand. Um, if not injectable glutathione, if you are cool with some needles, uh, I, I would I would recommend injectable glutathione first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we know that NAC works better than oral glutathione, unless possibly some. I know you have a problem with Cetria. Some people argue that's a little bit better, but I don't think that it's going to get smashed uh, for a couple of reasons. And so first, the the warning letter that went out about NAC was not from the Office of Dietary Supplements, the ODSP. Uh, it was from uh, it was it was different because it was about the claim. Someone was making hangover claims federal, on NAC. Federal Trade Commission? I, it might have been Maybe, the FTC. Okay. Uh, it was an FDA warning letter, though. So I, okay. I, I, I'm not 100%. I, not I learned that one from, um, I think, NPI. Um, but Because there's, there's a very large uh, group of people, I think, from the Natural Products Organization, NPA, I'm sorry, uh, going after uh, the FDA for answers on this, but basically what happened was they delivered these warning letters on, you can't use NAC for hangover or any sort of drug disease claim, which we know, right? Like well, even when we're writing our articles or doing our videos, we're not making drug disease claims. We may mention that there's data upon that. There's, we may mention that there's a study on that, but we're not making claims on it. And the, yeah. The, the hangover stuff, it's, it's miles data. And by the yeah. way, um, I used to, I, I barely drink anymore, but I used to, I used to use NAC before and after. Yeah. And so the, well, these, <laughs> the, these brands were making claims on this. They were saying, you can use it and it does this, 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 and that's, you right. just can't do that. So they got slapped right. with the warning letter. And in the warning letter, it basically said, by the way, when looking about at NAC as dietary ingredient, it does not 
initially look like this is actually even a legal dietary ingredient. They didn't say that it's banned. They didn't say they didn't say anything. They didn't crack down. And this was in, I believe, April of 2020. Like this is like well over a year ago that they they brought this down. And the FDA has done nothing since then. What did happen was uh, there was a decent amount of turnover at the regulatory department in uh, Amazon. And when they came in, the new department said, we got to be a little bit harsher on this. Like, And to be fair, Amazon was selling a decent amount of non-dietary ingredients on their website and they wanted to crack it up. I mean, like it's Amazon. They got to, they got to have their shit uh, cleaned up. So they banned all NAC from the site as per this warning letter, which they had the right to do. It's their site. They can do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of other companies followed suit because Amazon is like the standard for a lot of regulatory departments. Mm -hmm. As of right now, though, the FDA has not had any further action on it. And, And I feel like at this point, it's been like close to 18 months. I, I don't think it's coming. Okay. We'll find out. We'll, we'll find out. I'm, I, yeah. I'm in, I'm in it for the Plenty ride. Stuff can happen. Who even knows? But um, yeah, that's, that's one, that's one that I would keep an eye on. And if it does happen, you better buy it fast. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's in my immunity stack personally, 600 milligrams a day. If getting sick, I would double it. <laughs> um, let me just let, I want to, I want to get it out. Cause I've already mentioned it twice. Okay. First off, you got to start with the zinc. We, we, we typically deal with two very good forms of zinc. You have Opti Zinc, which is methionine bound, or you have, um, and like Revive MD, uh, I have a big article on that. Revive MD Zinc is the Opti Zinc methionine bound, or the zinc bisglycinate, which is glycine bound. So my third form of zinc would be zinc picolinate, probably. But mm-hmm. um, so those the zinc. 25 to 50 milligrams a day. Uh, you got to start with that. Second, zinc ionophore. You could use green tea extract or drink some green tea. I personally like quercetin. So 500 milligrams of quercetin a day, double it if getting sick. Um, that's that's what I am doing right there. Now, the one ingredient, and I think most people know about that. There's a lot of research on this stuff. Like we're, we're well into that. The one ingredient that I think is not getting enough attention with uh, respect to immunity is olive leaf extract. And so this is, uh, it can help prevent ACE2 uh, docking. And I'm, I'm a huge proponent of the olive leaf extract. So I add that in. My next one on top of that would be NAC. And then we can start getting into some crazy auxiliary stuff where, uh, you know, you start going down the rabbit hole. I'm, I may have, I might be missing one other thing that I'll pop, probably pop in. I always like um, curcumin. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. And that's just healthy in general. Um, berberine has a lot of, a lot of benefits and that the, the, the primary benefits to me are the metabolic benefits. Yeah. We've talked about it on this channel ad nauseum, um, dihydroberberine or glucovantage is just a fantastic ingredient. Um, and so then there's, and there's one other ingredient part of my stack that I'm gonna have to pop in later, but those, yeah, those are the main ones, but for me, the olive leaf extract and then, oh yeah, of course, vitamin D and vitamin C. So like yeah. those, the course the 10 I take has vitamin C in there already. Um, and for vitamin and get sunshine, don't eat seed oils. That's, that's where I'm at. And so I don't, I, uh, I, 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 I do believe that supplements can be very, very, very beneficial, but let's try not to put lipstick on a pig. We've had a, what, 18, 19 months to get metabolically healthy. We've known all along that metabolic health is the superior way. And, and, and that, that's where I kind of lost faith in a lot of humanity is like, no one, no one bothered to get healthy. And I'm not here to talk to those people anymore. I don't care. Like, you, you know, if you're, if you haven't lost a single pound since then, 
Um, you know, and I'm talking about the obese and overweight people. If you haven't lost a single pound since then, and you have no legitimate plan to get help and do so, I no longer have anything to say, you know, in terms of health to you, go and do your thing. Enjoy, go to Dunkin' Donuts. Enjoy. I, I, but I do think that there's a message to be said to the remnant, to the rest of the people. And there are um, ingredients that can help. And I do have concerns about one of those ingredients, NAC may get smashed. So that's all I'm saying is that get a little bit of that in the house. Um, who knows? But yeah. And then sunshine, sunshine, sunshine. I, I know I, I look a little bit more aged when I have a little bit of a sunshine on my face. Don't care. Love it. Feel good. Every time I'm like outside, I know in, in Texas, you have to, it's going to be hot. Like what I realized a few years ago is I, I just said to myself, embrace the sweat. You're going to sweat. Just get outside in the sun. Who cares? But uh, I swim in an outdoor pool. So that's nice. And it, yeah. That a little bit later so yeah that's that's my rant getting back to that but um yeah i do have a little bit of concerns about the nac getting hit hopefully not i just one of the reasons i don't uh, talk about it much is I don't, I don't think our our community um i don't think we have metabolically unfit uh people in our community you know right obviously yeah. a couple of us bulk a little bit too much in the winter over here and there but <laughs> you know i'm trying to keep my cardio every day for this this winter so i don't get there but it's to me i um, i mean having surveyed and, and i i always look at our the profiles of people that are dming us just to see like mm-hmm. you know kind of who our mm-hmm. people are they're, even if uh, even if they're a little bit older they're they're uh they're still active you know they're doing the things that they can um but for the majority of our community are young people who are yeah. excited about this stuff yeah uh, did you happen to look at um glaxon's immunity product in the last year uh yeah i have a bottle sitting right over there our oh, that was yeah. that was one that i found really interesting with the uh the little viruses that that are yeah that that kill bacteria and create a probiotic out of them or yeah, they have some lactoferrin in there as well yes. which i think is uh yeah that kind of went out of style i Isatory BioGrow, I think, literally killed a colostrum for the yeah. sports nutrition sector. But um, because of the, we have, these are videos that we made like a long time ago, but a colostrum and lactoferrin are fantastic, awesome, awesome compounds. And, um, and the, yeah, they may not be like the, they're, they're not steroids or anything, like whatever they're being marketed as, but they're, they're incredible compounds. And so it's cool to see lactoferrin in a supplement like uh, Archimian from Glaxon. I think we need to stop with the muscle builder like studies and stuff. I, I think if we haven't found it yet, like we know what works, you know, you go to your doctor. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think that anything that is naturally occurring in a uh, food is going to work the way that you think it's going to work. You know, I, I the, the ice story bio put, I think a, a bit of a black eye on the industry in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And then, yeah, they, uh, and then they sold and, and bailed and everything, which whatever, all power to them. Um, at least it wasn't like a a zero benefit type of ingredient because I do. Oh believe yeah, I think there anything. were benefits, but the muscle growth was not one of them. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Oh well. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm trying to think. I feel like we're missing some stuff. I'm excited to see some inspired stuff. I'm like, I already showed Devastate. So yeah, that's that right was here. what I wanted to talk on. The, 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 the I love dude. Are- I love Chris Waldrum. Uh, yes. What's up, Chris? If you're if you're listening, like. Um, I, I think he's a believer. I think we, we both have daughters that are like similar ages and stuff. So, um, always, and just, I mean, I've been a fan of the guy since a long time ago, 2014. Maybe yeah. And he's one of the next time. guests that we have coming up for the, for the start of the podcast. So, uh, yeah, yeah. we recently had him bring him back on. Like, oh yeah. yeah. The next week I'm planning on it. Uh, 
we're going to talk a little we're, well i think the conversation can be very similar to what we talked about today with him he's he's very uh he's along the same brainwaves as you and me i think well says, here's the thing is a lot of us are like in the in the supplement dietary supplement industry because this is an industry where we are chasing some level of health what you know and, and i use health in terms of it could be you bench pressing 600 yeah. pounds too but we're chasing something like that so you're already outside of the norm and then you also have this industry that has um a very laissez-faire freedom libertarian-esque aspect to it and we are we are we're on the fringes what, what kind of has happened though is that the fringes of the dietary supplement industry supplements have become mainstream and so yeah. some of us are like okay, you know, do we, do we act mainstream now? No, no, we don't totally need to, but at the same time, there might be, there's going to be a lot more mainstream people that are viewing some of these channels and everything. So I think a lot of the, the reason that so many people are along the same brainwaves is because with this kind of industry, like you're getting in this, you have personal responsibility. No one's going to take these supplements for you. No one's going to lift that weight for right. you. No one's going to make you get up and go train. You can buy all this stuff, but you're, if you don't get up and do it, nothing's going to happen. And so the entrepreneurs that are leading that charge are like probably the pinnacle of that. I mean, maybe they're not super fit, but they understand personal responsibility. They understand, uh, you know, the autonomy of oneself. And uh, Chris is definitely an extreme of that, which I, I love him for. Yeah, one of the first topics he wants to talk about is aliens on the next podcast. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, I guess that could be something where the topic that we could get into is what what topics are, is there anything like super taboo or like, do we care? Like to me, the podcast I listen to, um, they do venture off a little bit. Yeah. I don't want to turn into the alien podcast or whatever. But no, no, have, but I don't have that big of strong opinions. On I think that when you bring on a, a guest, you know, whatever they're passionate about. Last time I podcasted with them, the only thing I asked was to not let us get canceled because it, I, right. I know you're not on Instagram a lot. Uh, Chris is not afraid. Chris is not afraid at all. You know, he'll, he'll pull up the news on his story and just rip people. And, uh, I mean, it's hilarious. We're small enough that we probably won't get canceled. I, yeah, I don't want the YouTube channel to get deleted, but we can always like post at it if we think things get a little bit too crazy. The audio feeds are purposefully, I and mean, this is why we're still not on Spotify, and eventually I might change that, but the, the audio feeds were always meant from a freedom aspect. These MP3s are found on blog.pricelaw.com. Mm -hmm. Like we host this ourselves, and I will never let my files be hosted somewhere else if like you know there's a there's a chance that they, they'd be canceled there's been you know um what if it's, it, what if it's the, the like files are gonna be found like what, what, if it's, it, what if it's hosted on on price plow but it's also also hosted on on spotify is that is that against your your thought process no not at all i just okay. the spotify as as you have the allow original. It and it's, they have tougher tools to get through into them and one of them one way of, of doing it with the software you use is to go through someone else's server won't do it. So, I we, you know, at some point we, we'll grow to the point where we can't get in. Um, that was a problem for Rogan early on. That? that was a problem for Rogan early on when he got that uh, Spotify deal. Yeah. Um, they went through and and got rid of a couple episodes. I mean, he's got thousands of episodes, uh, but people started to realize that some of these older ones were missing, um, and they were obviously like some of like I think one of them had to do with or no that that was us that we had the brain cancer episode that was missing. I did that myself. I took it off YouTube. Okay. There was, there was some stuff missing from his channel and internally uh, employees were like petitioning to get rid of some of his stuff. Uh, one, uh, yeah. Um, one of them that, and I tried right after it happened, I tried to find archives to try to find uh, backups and failed. It was Sean Baker's uh, original yes. carnivore episode. Yeah. That is to me is concerning. Like um, they're coming for, our, I'm going to tell you over the next 10 years, they're coming for our meat. 
and we better be ready to fight. It's going to start with the meat tax and they're going to be coming after they're coming after the meat one way or another. And that is to me, a very, very, very concerning thing. And just like seeing these nut jobs take down a Sean Baker episode, which was a very influential episode, but you know, he, he got his word out, obviously that was, to me was preposterous and right then and there made me um, kind of ashamed to be a Spotify user, even though I, I, I use Spotify for music. What yeah. bothered me about it? Cause, cause look, I, I'm the, one of the things I like about Rogan is he'll bring on Trump and he'll bring on Sanders. Like he, right. he doesn't, he, he, he plays both sides and he's a very great host and we all know what way Joe uh, leans, but he will give a fair interview to anyone that comes on. Right. I, I, I like that a lot about him. He would ask the same hard questions of both sides and he's had vegans on just like he's had Baker on. And so mm-hmm. I, I didn't Sean, lo- I, I'm trying to be fair here. Didn't Sean lose his medical license because of some of the claims he was making and stuff like th- there was some controversy. No, it, it was not meat based or whatever. Okay. It was, it was earlier on that he ended up getting it back. I don't even know his status now. Right now, I, I, right now he's he's been going viral a lot. Um, I, I what he does is he just you sit there eating a huge ribeye while watching these crazy psycho vegan people doing their thing or banana fruitarians doing yeah. their thing, and he's sitting there eating a ribeye. And people like love this shit. I honestly don't know what's so funny about it. Like yeah. I. I, I'm getting old for this, like this whole TikTok generation of me, me making a reaction video, me, a video of me watching someone else doing something. I don't know. Like that's just too meta for me. Like reaction videos I, are I, really I, big right now. Yeah. I could care less. I, I thrive. I personally thrive on information and that is, that is of zero value zero information there's there's just no merit to a video like that but whatever if to me it's just divisive and i'm fine with like dividing and stuff but i I guess maybe not as much here's my my interpretation i remember my omega reaction video i did for caged Mm -hmm. or i didn't do it for them i did it to them they did not they did not sponsor that um i i because i agree with you i don't like if it's just a reaction i don't I can react myself. I'm going to watch the video. I'm going to have my reaction unless it's really fucking funny. I don't care what your reaction is. You know, unless you like snort your drink out your nose. Like I'm not, I don't care. So I, I watched the video I, and I would pause it regularly and offer like our side some, you know, cause cage has a lot of great information, but so every here and there I would offer like a devil's advocate or explain what Chris is talking about or something. Mm-hmm. And I think that someone like Sean Baker could do a good job with that. Um, and, but my, my problem with the Rogan, thing was it, they would give all the time of the day to both sides but if if they were to say like hey during this episode sean made some claims that fact checkers you know independent fact checkers later on found uh weren't really backed by any data and there was some sort of disclaimer and they did that for both sides because we all know vegans can do the same thing with cherry picking articles and stuff i would have been cool with that right like hey there is a couple claims in here that are didn't actually pan out to be 100 true like you said researchers talking on the spot sometimes misspeak sometimes uh cite the wrong evidence or say the wrong thing but they just went and deleted it instead of being fair to both sides and that's so that, that. yeah because he also had on uh who did he, have? he had the game changer guys on and he had a he actually had a pretty good debate on that one if i remember correctly but of course they left that one up um so that, that yeah, i'm i'm all for honest information from both sides uh if if it can be done it cannot not yeah. over the next decade well, not when Spotify owns the show. No, yeah, that's yeah. We've degenerated beyond that. It's um, it's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to de- demoralize you. I've 
And so, like, my wife Jill will come in, she'll be like, and she gets it, but she's just still be, be surprised about something. It just doesn't make logical sense. I'm like, dude, like, you know this. Like, it's it's not supposed to make sense anymore. It's mm. we're, we're beyond that. So it's sad. Um, I personally see Rogan as a bit of a of a gatekeeper. Yeah, and I know he's you think that. Far out there on that. Um, I've listened to literally, but I, I'll be honest, I've listened to literally one episode since he um and it was one about plastic so it wasn't a big deal it was pretty interesting but i've listened to one episode after the the hotez one in whatever circa march 2020 i was like i haven't okay, listened I to any since he moved to spotify yeah so i've it's listened on spotify, to one on spotify i wish i could like, set up my spotify homepage. listen i turn on spotify i want to hear heavy metal like yeah. that's it like but no spotify has got to push their agenda just like everyone else and and that drives me nuts but whatever that's it's not supposed to make sense it's supposed to it's supposed to demoralize yeah. you. So anyway, um, I've listened to literally one Rogan since, yeah, since the move to Spotify, but it was the Hotez, art, the Hotez one at the beginning of the hysteria that did it for me. And, uh, and I've, I, I love some of the videos. I'd love some of the rants. There's a freedom rant going around right now yes. by him. I think is like really, really well, some dude like, you know, yes. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Did a great job and everything. Um, but I, whatever he he signed his deal and he got his he got his money i'm not obviously he got 500 million from it hell yeah but at the same time um i i am not as pro rogan as most let's just say males my age you know what the best analogy coming full circle here when we were talking about the beginning about bringing some bringing a third person onto the team you know who we need is we need a jamie the guy that's behind <laughs> the camera on rogan you know Media we cia handler <laughs> I think that's what Jamie is. I don't know. Well, Jay, if you if you go really far back, Jamie was on the show earlier on. Um, maybe, maybe I don't know. Jamie, I, Jamie seems a little too innocent to be a CIA handler, in my opinion. He actually, um, yeah, I don't know. He went to Ohio State when I was there. Actually, he oh. told one story. He jumped in. Um, um, but so point being, true. like, I love the the character of Jamie because Jamie doesn't need to be Joe Rogan. Like, Jamie's very confident in who he is. He knows what his job is, and he has fun with it. And he is a really great supporting role. Um, I think that Priceville has really two great faces. Obviously, I think that because it's us. But um, <laughs> like, there's a lot of holes that could be really filled in by like like I watch a lot of Twitch streams, uh, and there's they always have a guy behind the scenes that's making sure that the scenes on the screen are working right. That's that make sure the live chat is working correctly that makes sure hey there's this really great in the question uh, question in the chat ben and mike need to get on this like they can they, they see things from a bird's eye view while the you know the the rogan or the streamer whoever it is they're in the trenches because you and i like we were mentioning We've got content every single day. We're writing, we're writing, we're writing. We need someone at a bird's eye view, like, hey, there's this developing story over here that we need to make sure that right. we're on. Yeah. You and, know? Um, and the person doesn't need to be forward facing. They might oh. not want to be at first. And at first, they wouldn't be. Uh, it could be totally ghost written if it yeah. was someone who did, uh, I don't know. A lot of people I, I, are losing their jobs right now. And if you're a doctor and you don't want to be associated, you're a doctor, you just got fired for you know certain nefarious reasons. And you need, and you really know your supplements though, and you need a job like that could be someone that works for us. But there are people um, who, you know, and, and Kenton talked about this before. The supplement industry is kind of the redheaded stepchild of the of the pharmaceutical industry. If you didn't want your real name to be out there on our blog, I would not be 
upset about that. I get yeah. it and everything. So if there was someone who wanted to ghostwrite and just do it under my name or just do it under price ball staff or something, we, we easily could do that. So it could be someone hidden behind the scenes. Sometimes we just need stuff done. But at the same time though, you're right. There's a, sometimes you, you don't, you can't have three loud voices. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to hire someone for a brand that is already prolific that, you know, like our faces are already out there. We're already making waves. So you have a person that comes in with the, the pressure of having to be another face. I think it's too much. And I think having to like step up to that, I mean, we're not going to find someone who is on video as much as we are right. We're not going to find someone who makes as much content as we already do. I think that I was an anomaly because I had the opportunity to be on so much content for NutriBio that I just happened to be comfortable getting in front of a camera every day. When I came on, you're not going to find someone who's comfortable doing that. Who's comfortable doing social media all the time. Um, and that's why I lean more towards a young person for some reason. Um, mm -hmm. but that, I don't know that, that analogy to Jamie really stuck out to me. Cause I think we need someone who can help steer the ship, honestly, mm -hmm. who can be like, no, 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 this is the direction that we need to be looking in. Um, but doesn't need to be like jumping in front of the camera as well. Like someone who's, who, who, who can steer from the back. Right. Yeah. Driver. <laughs> No, yeah, good point. I, uh, I don't fully disagree. Yeah. So uh, last quarter of the year is coming up. Um, we just did our uh, pumpkin pie push. Obviously we're going to have a lot of pumpkin <laughs> proteins over the next two weeks. Warning for everyone. Um, outside of protein prices increasing, uh, big things that I'm looking forward to are we're going to have a big primeval last quarter. I think I want to mention that again. I, I brought that up before, but I don't think I can give enough love to primeval. Um, also, you know, we're like 45 minutes into this, so I don't know how many people are going to hear this, but a Hypermax has, or a Performax has a few products coming out that we're locked into. I'm really excited about that. What are you excited for the last quarter? I don't know enough. What's, I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I, I think uh, to be fair, I probably handle most of the, uh, the, the, the yeah, looking no, forward. I, honestly, I don't know. I I've been, um, Okay, I know Core's got a lot of stuff coming. Yeah, Core's been keeping us busy, man. Yeah, it, it's a uh, lifeline stuff. Oh wait, is that okay? We haven't yet talked about Chris Bumstead joining the Revive slash Raw Nutrition. That was one team. I wanted to talk about. So yeah, that yeah, that's gonna happen, and that's gonna be probably one of the bigger pushes towards the end of the year. I want to get. I know Chris is insanely busy. I definitely want to get Dom back on the podcast if nothing else. Yeah, and chat about some of that stuff. Um, yeah, while we were having this podcast, Dom uh, and Matt emailed us saying that they're in. I'd love to have Chris in for that if possible, but obviously with the Olympia in two weeks, I think that might be a little hard. Yeah, um, I, yeah obviously. I've been able to share one image of the side of the bottle for Chris's new line coming out through Raw. Um, having seen the rest of it, I'm very excited to see what they're going to be able to do. There was a lot of controversy because we shared... It might have been the way that it was written. I tried to be as transparent as possible, but Chris shared that he was not going to be any longer an athlete with any company, that he was tired of signing deals and that he would be leaving the athlete part of the industry. And then two weeks later comes out announcing that he's the new owner of a company. And a lot of people felt uh, misinformed or felt lied to because he said he wasn't going to be an athlete anymore. But to me, 
being an athlete and being an owner are two completely different areas. And I think it's a really great step forward in that viewers or fans should be uh, excited because now Chris has the opportunity to dictate what he wants to bring out and how he wants to address his community. He has a lot more control. Uh, I, I know you weren't super in the discussion on that, but having known what was happening, did, did you feel like that was dishonest to, to frame it that way? Nope. And I think that's the smartest play for every single um, every single group involved really. So I, I, I see a lot there. Okay. You, a lot of these athletes get to the point where they can start their own brand and be a majority owner or even a hundred percent owner. Um, but it's tough to do. And then, but then you also have, uh, what was the guy who worked for, who is the, uh, the face of optimum nutrition, Steve um, cook, Steve cook. I don't even know what he's doing. He ended up opening a gym and he's whatever. If well, I was really fun fact about Steve cook. You know, this is really fun fact about Steve Cook. He is one of the first athlete reviews of Ghost products. They were good friends with Dan and Ryan, and one of the first guys that that tried out was Ghost Way. And like, imagine like the look and the personality of Steve Cook working with Ghost. I mean, that would have been incredible. Yeah, I mean, if I were if I were Optimum Nutrition, I would have offered him an insanely awesome deal of at least some sort of percent of. I and mean, what has Optimum Nutrition done? There are overseas sales now. Like, yeah, I would have, I would have done something with Steve Cook to get him um, some level of revenue share, profit share, or his own brand within that like mega corporation. Yeah, are your profits going to be a little bit less, Glambia? Yeah, but guess what? Your profits are going to be a little bit less if you continue on this trajectory anyway. And so there, there becomes a point where an athlete is in this stratosphere where. They deserve to have part ownership yeah. of something. And Bumstead was at that point, and Revive was very, very smart to do exactly what they're doing, in my yes. opinion. We'll see how, how it plays out. I'm I'm very bullish on everything that Revive has been doing, just because you you I don't I, obviously I'm a huge fan of core nutrition's core nutritionals and their pre-workouts, but they're coming out with this lifeline series, right? And who inspired this is Revive MD. So yeah. I, I mean, I think everyone wants to say that they've, they've uh, always wanted to do health products. And we all know that uh, Doug is very health minded. He's a natural yeah, so, athlete, yeah, lifetime natural, sure. right? You gotta give him all the credit in the world. Um, and whether, I don't know if, if inspiring that is the right word choice, but we definitely know that revive has made the community more prepped and yeah, ready for health line. Right. Yeah. They pioneered. What's the word? Uh, yeah. they, they blazed they, the trail. They created um, a, a, a community and they created awareness around health, I think, in a way that no one else has been able to. Um, could Core have sold a health line two years ago? Yeah. But I think now that people are a lot more minded about health, I think it's going to be a lot easier for them to sell that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think your point Definitely. about like like likening Seabomb to Chris, uh, to Steve Cook is a great point. Um it, Steve leaving Optimum didn't hurt Steve at all because Steve has millions of followers and he can make money no matter where, right? He's got probably tons of different passive income, but Glanbia Optimum Nutrition is wasting away in Columbia or somewhere because that's, that's where the, that's where the uh, demand is gone, right? Yes. There's, there's gold standard in every single GNC in the world. It's still probably the world's best selling protein, but it is probably depreciating in terms of demand. And so why would you let someone like Steve cook go? 
Right. Yeah. Like you could have given him a ridiculous amount of equity in the company just to give like, then you probably pretty much don't have to work at all. Cause you just let Steve sell it because he's going to feel that he has skin in the game and he has to push it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and to be fair, maybe that was discussed. And he decided, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We don't know him well enough. All I know is that these athletes get to a point where they're no longer, they should be more than an athlete. And sometimes maybe they just want to be an athlete or whatever. But even if Chris Bump said just wanted to be an athlete, he didn't want to be signing deals with brands left and right and bouncing right. from one to another next year. And, oh, you know, and it, I, I get that for sure. Like dude, the will of other people. We were just talking we older, about We want a little this. bit of stability in our lives. Like um, I had a friend who was, uh, did, you know, TV production, TV shows, show writing, and basically they went through a midlife crisis every like nine months, the show was yeah. over or it got canceled. Guess what? You're back on the streets pitching your next idea or struggling to try to get on another show. And it's like, that's no way to live a life. Like from right. year to year to year to year, that sucks. So I, I fully get what he was, what he was trying to say. And I don't know people, if someone's going to get offended, then stop being weak. Stop so being you look offended. at where, um, where Chris Bemset's coming from. He was at Jack factory, which is an awesome brand. We we're big fans mm -hmm. of Jack yeah, factory. Yeah. They do great stuff. We had some good talks with them. We didn't start working with them, but we, we are big fans and friends of them. Uh, but you're talking about Mr. Olympia of classic bodybuilding or classic physique. Um, who has millions of followers, a ridiculously engaged following a community that is super positive and interested mm -hmm. in Chris, like this guy could, you know, sign one of his turds and someone would buy it, you know, and, <laughs> but you're, but he's signed to an Amazon brand, right. An Amazon brand that, uh, they, they, they do really, really well on Amazon, but their main goals really aren't an influencer, right. It definitely mm -hmm. worked for them. They had Chris Bumstead, but he did, what two, I think two runs of his pre-workout. Um, and I don't know how much I'm supposed to share about that, but I know that they were selling out within minutes, you know, like oh, it man. was uh, right. Cause however much trans or, uh, they're owned by uh neutralities who owns transparent labs, however much Jack factory can order, I'm sure Chris could sell it in you know no time. <clears throat> so why not go to a brand where you own a lot of it? You can dictate so much more of it. You're not held to any sort of contract like an athlete contract would be. And you have the backing of someone like Dom who yeah, can, I was gonna say, this is not a corporation. You know who Dom and Matt are at this point. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're now linked in with raw, which has content production teams. They've got Joe riser down there doing their video. Now you've also got Sean Clarita on the team. You've got mm -hmm. Nick Walker on the team. You, you have, you now have Chris in the gym every single day with other monuments of the industry. You, you've, it's, it's like a, a breeding ecosystem for success is okay is something big happening down there like are we going to look back and be in like four three four years from now it's huge down there possibly so i know you're not like, big in bodybuilding um but to set this set, saying revive raw yes um, like that, that crew but i'm gonna link matt all this i'm gonna link all this together you got matt jansen at the top well not at the top we've done but like you've got matt jansen who uh took sean clarita to mr olympia last year um, Nick Walker went pro and then won the Chicago or the, the New York pro. And then just this weekend won the Arnold. I think the last person to do that was Lee Haney, which is like decades ago. Um, you've got them growing in popularity on social media, just like growing, 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 growing. Then you've also got, uh, the rest of their team down there. You have multiple huge bodybuilders that are on the team in the same gym. So on a daily basis, you can make incredible content. You could pull this guy aside and be like, Hey, give me three tips to grow your triceps any day <laughs> of the week. Right. Uh -huh. Um, 
and it's constantly breeding together. And you know that these these platforms, these followings cross pollinate constantly. So you're growing. Uh, and then you have someone. So so Matt's like handling this whole bodybuilding side of it. And he's also a great marketer. But then you have Dom, who comes from a very business minded background. This guy like actually knows how to run a business with a smart mind. He's not pulling money from raw to pay for revive. He's not doing all this crazy stuff that you normally see in supplements. Uh, <laughs> he's actually a responsible business owner, uh, which I think is going to give a lot. So I think Chris is just surrounding himself with very successful, very smart people uh, that are, really aren't going to allow him to fail. I think we're going to look back and see some really big things. Okay. So we'll mark it right there. We think that that crew right there is going to just do nothing but grow and do some awesome, insane things. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Sweet. Cool. What else? I think I'm pretty good to go here. I, uh, did you have any other ideas or what else is coming through the end of the year? We have, uh, uh, we had Cellucor do a Starburst uh, collab, and they're going to be doing um, Skittles next. We got so Max Tuning with Ghost coming out. Um, yeah. Core's got life through line. I think Everyone's Nutribio's doing a gut new, product. Nutribio is doing some of their pre-work. I'm not sure if that's this year. Mark Ledger has been teasing stuff on his. He's uh, been teasing that for a while, but I don't know when that date is. Um, okay. I know that when I was there, we, we, we did talk about that formula, but I don't know when he's going to be bringing that out. Um, but you know, Nutra is going through a lot of different things. They expanded their shipping like a ridiculous amount this year. They got a huge shipping warehouse. That's just for shipping, um, which obviously offers them more room for their, uh, warehousing for ingredients and manufacturing. Um, and Mark's been kind of at the forefront of this whole discussion about supply chain, which has been pretty cool. Um, switching over his, uh, pharma pure creatine monohydrate, which is their in-house creatine monohydrate over to Crea pure because that's the German sourcing. Uh, and obviously Chinese sourcing of creatine monohydrate has been tough. So that that's been cool. I think that their un, um, unbound line has more legs than it currently is doing. I think that that's going to continue to grow. Um, especially because it just went D to C, which, so that opens up a lot of channels for them to, uh, really go down. Um, I think that their social media on that could really be a hit if they lean into it hard. Yeah. If you, uh, if you're looking for a natural testosterone booster, yeah. Uh, sauce. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I, I remember posting the story, like it was maybe five days in, I'm like, Oh, here, hello. Like yeah. you, you start feeling that, that little libido kick and everything. And, um, I did not do blood work. I haven't done the, the blood work on testosterone for a little while, but Holy crap. Yeah. That's I think it's some real stuff. Then it's almost, I, 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 I would need to hook up a glucose monitor and watch myself with Slin, the glucose disposal agent. But yeah, like a lot of people talk about the powdered products, the, the capsule ones are the ones that to me spoke to me most. And so Slin, um, I just take a couple of those at least every day, like get a little yeah. bit of that dihydroberberine in. And to their yeah. credit, you know, obviously uh, pills pay the bills was a big line for a long time yeah. with supplements, but those pills are, are, are not the cheap pills that most people are talking about when they mention that, that line, um, that those are like heavily, heavily formulated, I'm sorry, uh, formulated products that are not cheap. Like they right. work, they are packed full and that's the whole message with unload, you know, uh, no compromise, but, uh, turned up to 12. Gotcha. Any, anything else, any flavors, any, uh, functional foods, we got any functional foods, AP regimens, uh, brownies are, 
oh prime bites just ridiculous just insane uh, we, we, so we had hurricane ida and my my uh electricity went out and i was sitting here in the dark eating those brownies because i didn't want to open my refrigerator and i'm just like sitting in the dark just like oh my god this is so good that was just so funny um there's, I, I, there, there's been so much this year. It's been such a fun bounce back from 2020. Uh, even though I really feel like we trucked straight through 2020. I think that we were really lucky um, for all the reasons that we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. 2021 has been a big bounce back. CR3 coming from Inspired, the mm-hmm. new CR3 version, which we were able to share the formula from. I'm very excited about that. A creatine mm-hmm. product that has creatine nitrate included in it is pretty exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big fan of that ingredient. Um yeah, I like how we blogged about the older formula, which I think is awesome, by the way. And then like a day later, they're like, oh, by the way, we're putting out a new one. I'm like, dude. Yeah. It's, us- uh, well, the, the supply chain is so behind, yeah. you know, we've been talking about all these uh, inspired products for a couple months now. And uh, I mean, it's great for the hype, but I felt bad because people were like, I just bought CR3. Like, should I return it? I'm like, no, no, no. It's going to be another couple months. Finish, definitely finish your bottle. Um, which by the way, I'm really bad at, t- t- at taking creatine. Like it's just really, I'm really bad at taking that habitually. Um, I get my beta alanine because I pretty much every pre-workout I take has it, but creatine is hard. I actually took CR3 for 30 days straight. And like a lot of my friends were like, yo, what kind of cycle are you on? I'm like creatine, like literally yeah, <laughs> like that, just that little puff, you know, like it, it's yeah. so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, for me. Yeah. So I have some, uh, do they call it Dr. Creatine or DR creatine? Dr. Creatine, but it's, it's Dr. a play on the lawns of caps right. of DR. Yeah. This is from Glaxon. This is their creatine. This just, it's, it's a creatine monohydrate in the delayed release capsules, which yeah. is pretty cool. And so I have some of those in the cabinet, but lately I haven't been taking them because I am drinking way too much red, white, and boom pre-workout, which has creatine in it. Dude, I, uh, let's talk about caffeine. Yeah, you've already talked about C-tox. So I'll start with a cup of coffee, and then I'll start needing more caffeine at 9.30 to 10 a.m. That's when I either do full-on pre-workout or uh, sip on something like whatever, Corzone here. And then I need a little bit of afternoon edge. Dude, I'm at 600, 650 milligrams of caffeine a day, which is above the number I want. It's, uh, it's getting away from me. And I've been productive. I've been happy. I, uh, in an earlier podcast and everything, like, you know, 2020 was a bit more of a, a more angry year for me. Like right now, I'm, I am as much as I get bearish about things. I am hopeful for those of us who will be uh, left to fight, but I'm hopeful in, in, in different ways. But at the same time, um, so I'm not like down on my down on anything, but I'm just like, I'm just hooked too heavily on caffeine. And, uh, and it's to the point now where it's like, my daughter wants to go run around in the afternoon. And I'm like, Oh man, if it's happening during an afternoon slump, it's like, all right, what do I got here? And so yesterday it was a uh, ghost gamer, just yeah. a couple scoops. Oh, dude, the Swedish fish flavor. You're just, you're going to be hard to beat that flavor. I'm, I'm with that on those flavors. Swedish fish is just so good. But, um, yeah, so then I need like that afternoon hit. And I know that last bit of caffeine, the 4 p.m., the 3.30, 4 p.m. Um, bit of caffeine that I get is definitely going to affect sleep. Mm-hmm. And I don't wear one of those like Nuva rings or whatever you call it. Is it a, <laughs> is that, is, wait, that's the birth control. I'm pretty sure Nuva ring goes inside of your vagina. Not- <laughs> 
trying to figure. <laughs> well, I'm not wearing a Nuva ring, but yeah, there's a there's the aura, aura ring. Yeah. It's an aura. Yeah, dude, I'm not wearing an aura ring, but I'm pretty sure that last hit of caffeine that's put me over like that 650 to you know 600 milligram dose. I think that's probably affecting sleep, and so then the per, the cycle perpetuates. So might be detox time. Oh man. Nuva ring. That's hilarious. I really want one of these aura rings while we're on the topic. I've, I've, uh, I've wanted to try one of those for a while. I think it's pretty cool to give you like that kind of data. Yeah. When Um, I was trying to get into like the biohacking type of stuff, like realizing that if you eat too late at night, your blood sugar is just jacked up the whole next day. Like I love learning that stuff because you really learn like how your body responds to different stimuli and everything. And I still have a chart from, I mentioned this other videos, remember I have a chart from when I got on an argument in my old Facebook neighborhood or whatever. Uh. And my blood sugar went, <laughs> and I was, it was about, it was basically the reason why we moved out of that neighborhood. Like there's poop problems at the neighborhood pool. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I remember this. Dude. I, uh, I have like, like a, okay. I, uh, I have a different thing on it. Like for me, um, the food near bed isn't too bad. I actually do all right with that. I think my body responds really well to carbohydrates. We've kind of talked about this a few you're times. Also, yeah, you're also very uh, training hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I train That's extremely it. hard at least four to five times a week. And I think it makes me a little bit more sensitive. For me, my quality of sleep, if I have a bad night, so I have a, I have a whole chart as well. I have a, a whole chart on a Google sheet of just tons of notes of blood sugar, like ate this, it did this, took this, mm-hmm. it did this, slept like this, it did this. And it, it's, it's interesting to look back. If I sleep badly, it is infinitely worse than eating badly before bed. Like if I snore, if I have a, if I just wake up a couple times, if I go to sleep late or if I take caffeine too late, like mm-hmm. I'll wake up like 100, 105 the next day when I normally wake up around like an 85 to an 87. Nice. Okay. So that, Hey, so that that's what's, it's good to measure. It's yeah. good to know what is, yeah. What's pushing your needle and everything. So. Yeah. And to be fair, I'm also, uh, I, I vary between 265 and 270. So waking up 85 to hundred, isn't the worst thing. Um, I, I believe it like 110 waking is really where you should start to worry, but like stress has been a huge impact on that. You know, if I, if I'm in a stressed state, if I have a stressful week, like it just throws off my blood sugar completely what are you stressed about listening to you worry about the world yeah (laughs) (laughs) this this job should not stress you out too much unless it's like not the job i'm like man you know get that giveaway up come on no not even not definitely not that stuff uh this stuff's i mean more like living in new jersey right now is that stressful uh yeah i definitely (laughs) i mean last year i tried to make the best of it because like last year everyone stayed home in new jersey but like if i went out like the the worlds are were empty it was awesome for me i loved it you know um and i was i wasn't wearing a mask anyway so like it really didn't affect me but uh i don't know it's a good question like in general what stresses me um Definitely, definitely listening to you talk about the world, <laughs> but oh, I'm a sorry. lot more okay. neutral, you know, like, yeah. like where, well, where you have like these really heavy beliefs. I don't disagree with you, but I also just try not to think about it because the, the more like for me in my personal, like uh, philosophy, the more I think about it, the more I give it weight, the more I give it power over me. Does okay. That make so sense? you want me to not, not, not oh, do I don't. speaking as I, much to you? You know, I don't watch the news, so it's probably good that you do talk to me. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm not watching mainstream news that's for sure no, no, no i just mean not. in general like if right. i didn't i have i have uh frequently in the last year thought about getting off of social media outside of work just having the mm-hmm. price line instagram that's i would have I no clue that. what happens if i did that let's well, i guess yeah i do follow some accounts um not a terrible thing unless there's disaster I th- okay my my biggest concern in general is just the debasement of our currency and mm. 
Yeah, you've talked a lot about currency last year. Yeah, well, they printed ten trillion dollars or whatever. Like, um, and 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 it's to the point where, like, you know, my parents are boomers who are retired and everything, and all the and my um, my wife's mom and everything, like they they see the prices rising, they see the the issues happening, and they're concerned, and they they need to make sure that they have enough runway to get to the end. It's like yeah. insane, and um, I feel bad for I, I'm I, this is for you even like, like people who missed this whole real estate nonsense and everything. And so now you're kind of yeah. like uh, getting into a house, which I, I I have like very strong opinions on a lot of things, of course. I didn't want a house for a long time because I don't like owing anyone money or anything. But at the same time, I like having a place where I could, where there's not a landlord who's jerking mm-hmm. me around once a year and I can put holes on the wall and I have a garden right over there and everything. And, um, you know. Yeah, that's been tough for me. I, I do. It's important to me. And we just got hyperinflated, right? Like a lot of millennial, younger millennials and Zoomers just got hyperinflated right out of the housing market. I do think that'll return because I think long-term people realize that real estate and housing is not really a great store of wealth. And yeah. um, we need to get like land back to, to productive, healthy use and everything and start. Unless you're somehow uh, profiting off of it. What's that? Like, like if you own land and you're profiting off of it, then it's a good idea. But yeah, well, yeah. But people are buying real estate just because they don't know what to do with all this fake money. Like that's yeah. not good. That's not sustainable. And so I do think that it'll come back to folks like yourselves. But that's that, that, the, these are my concerns. Because yeah. uh, what happened to me um, where we are right now in Texas, there's a, a drawback in Texas, the property taxes. And I we found a neighborhood that's better than a lot of them around here. But I saw the prices of the house, the houses selling. The next door went for a lot of money and their house is smaller than ours. I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to retire because we are going to be forever enslaved by property tax. And mm-hmm. like, so that, that was my, that was my like light bulb moment. It maybe happened later than some people, but, um, and so that's, that's where I started getting a little bit more, more doomy. And, uh, and so I keep an eye on that kind of stuff. And, and so, you know, and then it draws into like, yeah, protein prices are going up, everything's going up and everything. And, and the, to me, the money printer is a huge issue and it hit real estate first, it's going to hit other things next. And so I do have a lot of doom about that. And I am worried that you're going to see like this entire middle-class get leveled. And that's, so these are the things that kind of start keeping me up a little bit. And there's like problems that I can't solve but just to, i don't want you putting your head in the the in the in the sand either like i want you to have a freezer full of meat <laughs> not that else. i do don't worry yeah I have, there we go right. <laughs> i think about, i think i have 45 pounds of beef in my freezer oh what is that for ben that's like three days yeah about three days yeah but, <laughs> well, i mean in a situation like that i would definitely bring my uh consumption down but yeah i uh i saw i signed a longer lease uh going forward because i have an awesome i have an awesome landlord i'm i'm really really thankful i, I ended good. up getting with a private owner of this yeah. condo um i'm not working with a company anymore um and just i was very flat out with her i was like i uh i have no interest in purchasing a house in the next year uh no. with the market right now it's way too expensive my sister's looking right now and uh the only affordable things are ridiculous uh fix-ups and while i would like to buy something like under like a normal cost and work on it myself. Uh, that's not the way that I want to go into this, uh, with the level that it's at right now. So, um, I, I mean, I, I pay a fair price for where I live right now and I'm, I'm cool with it for the, for the time being, but I, I'm waiting until it's a, the, the time to strike for sure. Sweet. You got to realize, yeah, landlord probably likes you. The fact that if, well, you do have a dog, but you're probably very low maintenance, low drama and, yeah. um, and you pay the bill. Like well, that was funny. Was nonsense I, have to be necessary with you. 
Yeah, that was what's funny is I, uh, yeah, I, uh, so she used to text me every, every first day of the month, like, Hey, like, you know, whatever. And I, I, uh, actually set up on Zelle a recurring payment. And I finally texted her. I was like, you don't need to hit me up. Like, this is going to happen for the next 12 months. You're going to be fine. Um, and so it was funny because when it came time to start talking about the next lease, she was like, I heard from you like five times in 12 months. So, uh, and that was for payments. That wasn't for any problems. And like, and she ends up, she ended up realizing that there had been issues that I had actually resolved myself. I had fixed things around the apartment with no problem. Like I, I, I don't like to call for help. I, I'm very yeah. omer to myself and it's, you know, 20 bucks here, whatever, or like downstairs neighbors, like ridiculously loud. Instead of calling the association, I went down and spoke to them myself, you know, mm-hmm. little stuff like that. And so I, I think I, outside of my dog, which actually isn't a problem, I'm a landlord's dream in my opinion. So nice. I, until I can find some land for myself, which won't be in New Jersey, I already, I, I, I did decide that. Um, I'm, I'm just going to lay low here for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, New Jersey's got some beautiful land. Like when, um, when I went there, Mar- Mark Glazer was like, yeah, we're called the garden state for a reason. Yeah. You drive through and I, I the leaves were changing and all that stuff. It's uh, it, it is a beautiful state. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you should though, yeah, with your with your landlord at least let them know when you fix something up. Just as hey, FYI, I, I do. I do. I, yeah. I let her know. Like, like I put a new shower head on. Like it was like twenty five bucks oh, at Home nice. Depot. It's no big deal. Like little things like that, or like the the, the dishwasher was slipping, so I f- fixed it with some liquid nails myself. I, but I like doing that stuff. And also, if you call your landlord, they have to call a handyman. You got to wait six days, and they show like it's just a whole pain in the ass. And they're probably gonna show up while I'm shooting some video and hear me yelling yeah. about pre workout anyway. So. <laughs> like i just rather do stuff myself i also just don't like seeing people like i'm very happy having like my secluded spot and i like being alone here so if i can do something myself i will yeah yeah you do as long as you get out to the gym or talk to someone wherever like yeah find your people That's like um i bought a car last year and i've put like no miles on it because i just mm-hmm. drive to the gym and the grocery store and that's it. And I've like been trying to like find other social things for me to do. Um, like there's a cigar store in sound that I'll like go to like once a week and talk to people at it. Cause like I work from home, you know, like yeah, I, in a lot of ways I, I miss, and I, I, I know like, I'd love to have an office with you and a headquarters where we could be together. But like, even then it would still just be you and me, you know, there's, I, I don't no, know. Have to people in and out, but yeah, I hear you. I know the last time you worked in like a, in an office setting, cause I know you worked in sales, but that was kind of outside sales, right? Yeah. That, so it would be, uh, end of 2006. Yeah. Well, Dude, already, to be fair, oh, you have a family that you see every day now. The things that are going on in this world, like even before 2020 with like just the, the me too movement and everything. And I would, the things I did at work in 2005, 2006 in that a corporate office, I would not have lasted oh, yeah. three days. Like, oh yeah, it, it would have been would have been miserable. We at least had a little bit of fun. I tell you, I, I was born at the perfect age. I escaped a lot of this nonsense. Um, yeah, for me, with my daughter and I, we go for little bike rides uh, and we go for like walks around the neighborhood. We always talk to people in the neighborhood, so we kind of we kind of know what's going on in the neighborhood. Mm. Um, and when I am swimming, I'm still I'm still swimming. I um, dude. I'm a swimmer and, and I, we are our people. And uh, like, I start talking to other swimmers and just like, those are my people that I, I end up talking to. Um, and then, yeah, just a couple of neighbors swimming and, um, and uh, like at our daughter's school, the, uh, they have like football games on Friday nights and stuff. So That's we, cool. you know, we're, get, we're getting out there and everything, but yeah, it's mostly, I didn't know this would happen eventually is that outside of neighborhoods and athletics, it, your friends end up being 
are going to end up being like kind of the cooler, uh, the people you get along with out of the, mm-hmm. the people who the other dads. Yeah. So um, trying to find those, you know, those like minds who are, are fun to talk to and everything. And um, it, 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 a lot of people say it gets harder as you get older, but it's, uh, I don't know. I don't fully, I think you become pickier as you get older. I think you really find the things that you connect with people better on. You know, mm-hmm. like I joke with my friends, I don't say hello to a lot of people at the gym and some people get offended by that, but I have a mm-hmm. list of people that I, I will communicate with and you have to be worth more than my training for me to stop training, to communicate with you. And I have, a, I have a few training friends at the gym that if I see them, I always speak to them. And we found other mm-hmm. ways to connect. Like this was a big topic at the end of 2020. When I taught, when I um, podcasted with Dan and Ryan from ghost was we had played video games together the whole year during the quarantine, the lockdown, because it was something that we connected on. We grew up playing nintendo and stuff like that so last year and that was like another way that ironically a lot of my meathead friends and i ended up playing a lot of video games together and finding other ways to connect now a lot of my friends are starting to have kids and stuff so i'm gonna have to get used to that but uh yeah you, you find other ways to connect with people and, and it, it's just you get a little bit more picky but that's fine because then you ended up with people that are like-minded you know i i don't find myself complaining about uh friends that don't agree with my political standings because either we don't talk about it because we're adults or uh, we i have find found people i mean this is this isn't going to be controversial with you but i find that anytime i meet with entrepreneurial minded people they're all of the same a social issue mindset. I don't want to say yeah. political, but people who are on their own generally have similar beliefs yeah. to we do. The personal responsibility type thing for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, you mentioned one thing I lost my thoughts, so maybe we should just end it right there, but yeah, this, this has been fun. a really good one. I think uh, we'll definitely have some interesting comments on this because we went so far away from supplements in the second half, but I think it's good um, to show that side of us as well. I think that's definitely. one thing cool. that we definitely don't do enough. Yeah, well, it sounds like we're gonna be having aliens on eventually with Chris Waldrum. So yeah, get, definitely get ready for yeah. that one because Chris can really go on that. I I usually have a rule with him that the first hour we do supplements and the second hour he can go. That works. Yeah, we just like at the end, real quickly at the end of our Dave Palumbo episode, he's talking about a snake breeding. Like we did, I, I I know about Dave. I know about Dave's supplements. I don't hear about a snake breeding. So it's like. I yeah. think a little bit of both. Yeah, I think. Absolutely. I, yeah. But I think you, you, you come on knowing that Chris owns a supplement company. We got to talk about that. But if you're coming on to yeah. hear from Chris, you also want to know who he is. And I think yeah. that you can't know who Chris is without learning about his belief in aliens and his family life. Uh, I definitely think the two of you will definitely connect uh, on, on the daughter thing. He had some. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to. Yeah. I think you you did the blog post in the last podcast, so you probably heard a decent amount about how his life changed when he had a kid, um, which also changed his belief on his business, which I think is really important. Sweet. So, all right, folks. Well, yeah, thanks for hanging in there and listening and everything. And we are um, we are proud to bring this back, and we're just gonna we're gonna have to just knock these out more often and bring on whoever. And so, I, if you have any requests, maybe we can get them on too. Like we're not yeah. getting a uh, we're not getting a Joe Rogan or a Stratosphere style person up there, but I think you know various industry CEOs or athletes, or maybe there's a research study or like WTF on this. You know, maybe we can try to get the researcher on. Um, 
it's worth, it's worth a shot. So, yeah. Well, so we'll, we'll finish off. I've got a couple of people coming up soon. We're doing, um, first one this week, Matt Nickerson, uh, founder of Vazo six or inventor of Vazo six, uh, and soon to come sell flow six, which is the, uh, a lot to talk about there, how it's different from the Vazo six. We also have Chris Waldrum coming up soon. Uh, the guys behind raw and revive, hopefully Chris bump said with them. And I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but Fuad Abiyad, owner of hostile also is interested in hopping on with us, which is a very different person for us. And, uh, we don't talk with Bob bodybuilders that are very often. So, uh, four big names or big groups of people that will be coming soon. Awesome. I love those hostile shirts. <laughs> he is, uh, his, his merch is almost as good as his supplements. Yes. Dude. Awesome. All right. Signing off. Thanks everyone.